I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, hello. Welcome to Wax Quizical. My name is Kyron Wheatley. This is the podcast uh, where we do the quiz from the uh, weekend newspaper, on this occasion the Saturday paper, and we have a contestant today who is well-versed in quizzes. It's a big hello to Kirsty Weebeck. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you going? Very good. Uh, thank you for joining us. You like quizzes. You've got a quiz. I do have a quiz, yeah. It's just filling a massive void in my life at the moment. but. Mm-hmm. I have a Why? little... Why? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> My career ground to a halt. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, uh, I have a little daily quiz. It's literally called Kirsty's Little Quiz and I host it because I don't know any answers to anything. Oh, well, this should be fun today then. <laughs> uh, to help you along, perhaps, if you don't know any answers, we have um, a Brains Trust Wonderful. here to uh, assist. Would you like to meet your Brains Trust? I'd love to meet my brain's trust. Your first member is a phys ed teacher. It's a big hello to Mr. Henry. Kyron, hi. Nice to see you. Um, and thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, we're all learning through this COVID experience together. Yep. We're learning how to teach. We're learning the challenges. <laughs> we're learning how to work through them as a group, as a community, as a school. At my school, we're learning. Yep. As a comedy community, you guys are doing the same thing. True. And I think it's important to stop and check and reflect and say, oh, I've actually learned a few things here. <laughs> and there's a few things that, that when we're on the other side of this, yeah. when the when the siren's gone, when we're back in the change room, there's a few things we can take into the future and learn. Yeah. And I think that's the most exciting thing about all of this. That's Thank you thank you for that. That was an inspirational start to today's show. It was beautiful. Well, first thing I'd say like as well, Kyron, oh, yeah. as, a, uh, as an avid... Listening to Triple J at university back in the day. Yeah. Absolutely. 
absolute fan of you oh. uh, and the work you do on there. When I was uh, a few years ago now, before I uh, got out teaching. It is a few years now, isn't it? We had a fantastic time listening to you on Triple J. We'd have uh, uni sort of weekends or O-Week where you'd, uh, you know, you'd, you'd kick back a little bit. You'd uh, go to the student union events mm. and uh, we'd just chuck on Triple J and have a great time. So nice yep. to meet you in person. There must have been fun events during weekend breakfast, which is when I predominantly <laughs> broadcast on that network. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It was sort of between you, six you and ten a.m. on a Sunday. Things, yeah, had some funny things to say uh, for a memory, and also those great songs that would come on. Yeah, and this is you know this is the time when you know I, I studied in Ballarat uh, and did physical education up there with a uh, with a diploma of education on the side, and to have you guys you know for the long drives from Warrnambool back to Ballarat mm. was just tops and so for me and the boys uh honko and steve and the other lads cheers for all the fun drives uh it's my pleasure mr henry is sorry mr henry is that is henry is that your surname or do like the kids call you mr henry like because you're a bit of a cool bit of a cool teacher henry's actually my middle name oh really which is a funny thing because actually my grandfather who was a uh, rigor scaffolder based out of portland right i i, I use the henry and it's I, it's actually because i use my real name on facebook Right. Which is John Lifto. And uh, so you can't, when you're a teacher, you can't have the students out in you. Even even though some of, you, the, you get along quite well with a lot of the kids. You can't, yeah. you can't be just having them on there all the time. And, you know, some there's been some teachers who've lost their careers over friendships they've made with students and, and, it's, and it's not on. Friendships. And you've got to draw a line. Yeah. Yeah, inappropriate friendships with hugging yeah. and touching inappropriately. Mm-hmm. And you can't have that, as a professional teacher. No. Is that that you must have learned that at uni. And so yeah. I use as a teacher, Mr. Henry. All right. Well, uh, do you have any special sort of areas of knowledge, uh, John? It's generally health and health and looking after yourself are the most important things that I do every day, but also like a love for Aussie, Aussie music, uh, particularly uh, listening to you, Kyron, on Triple yeah. J back at uni. Yeah. I reckon some of the funnest drives were with you, uh, Saturday mornings pumping out the hits, and then yeah. I would you would tell us to vote for our top ten, and and I'd hop on the. Laptop. I love I used to love that telling people and, to vote, and I would vote for my top ten songs, and I thank you for that. So yeah. I'd say like if any any music from two thousand nine to yeah two thousand ten two thousand seventeen Vasco yeah. era Vasco oh, era Vasco era yeah uh, any of that kind of music I, I, you'll get an answer out of me probably for that kind of stuff, but also in most importantly the health of the students and health. Uh, in your life and how you live with health and and staying away from sugary drinks. All right. Well, so there's your first member, Kirsty. That's exciting. Uh, thank you for being here, Mr. Henry. Let's see who else is on the Brains Trust. And um, going a completely different area of knowledge, I'm sure, as a brewer, as a brewer rather. It's hello to. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. Patrick O'Feel. It's just Porig O'Feel. Porig O'Feel. That's right. Porig. Porig's the name. Aye. Oh, is that? Yes, you'll find that. Sorry, is that sort of an is that the Irish way of saying Patrick? Well, no, that's the right way of saying it. Oh, it's the... and I wouldn't I wouldn't be saying it any other way. It's Porig. It's my name. Porig. I could I could get I could get you an English name if you wanted one. No, no. Not gonna, uh, no. Well, if, you, if that's what you're asking for, you ask me for my name. I'm telling you, it's Porig. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want. I don't want you. I to guess have it's to... probably closer to your English, Paul. Paul. Yeah, right. But I wouldn't call myself that. No, I, I, and I don't want to force sort of an anglicised... There's something about that name, Paul. It's There's something dark about that name. You look at that name, Paul, and you think, 
there's stories there. There's something happened. There's mm. something happened in the life of some young man named Paul. I mean, that's funny. That's, that's how I feel Paul. about people called Porig. That sort of sounds like it has a darker past to me. I've I've got my fair share of stories. Right? Oh, do you? And not all of them light. <laughs> You're a brewer. Oh, uh, that's right. I've brewed a few beers, brewed a few ales, a few lagers, two kinds there. Well, you got a mate in me, mate. you got a friend in me, I'll tell you that much. Well, yes, yes. They say the brewer's always got friends. Me, well, I guess I'm I'm the hypothesis of that, that theory. <laughs> Why do they say that? I don't know. I just can't seem to stick to them. Maybe they can't stick to me. Whatever it is, I just seem to be always by myself, just pouring in his beers. <laughs> yeah. It's not a happy job. They say that the brewer's is a jolly fella, but I always see it as a as a man who's seen deep into the manifold wickedness of mankind and he's been left wanting for something and he fills that void with a dark liquid. Liquid makes himself feel good inside and hopefully on the other side he wakes up and he can remember all those dark things that he witnessed or perhaps did. Gosh, well... Well, I don't know. That's just what... That's one of the sayings they say around these parents. Anyway. That's actually true. It's, it's a true thing about, you know, a, a beer now and then is actually fine. But if you're having five or six every night, then that's actually become a bad habit for you. Or, or mm. ten or twelve, maybe exactly. 11. Yeah. Do you yeah. like Do you like quizzes, Pork? You not me much for quizzing. No, no. I think trivia is a way of testing something about a man that you shouldn't need to find out unless you two of you standing eye to eye over a muddy pit, the fire. Is lit in his eyes something up. You can see through them wow. like a pair of glass windows deep into his soul. And you see, you see the man and you know who he is and you reach out and it's just a little boy. You squeeze him in your hand until he turns into a dark liquid. You drink it down. So we've never been much for quizzing, no. <laughs> Great. Well, you've obviously got beer and sort of a worrying uh, philosophy in your area of expertise. Any other... Um, areas that, that we should take note of before launching into the quiz? The hits of the Spice Girls. Spice Girls, yeah. Yeah, great. Love them. How are you feeling, Kirstie? You've got, um, got Pat uh, Porig and Mr. Henry here with, um, you know, a range of knowledge from uh, health, Aussie music, my time on Triple J, uh, so the Spice Girls and beer. Do you, are you feeling co- more confident now about the quiz? Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to be a formidable force. Um, mm. I'm hoping that most of the questions are in relation to you um, because <laughs> Mr. Henry seems to have yeah, a he does, lot of he? knowledge tucked yeah. away That's there. That's because about. a lot of my drives home at university <laughs> were chucking on Triple J <laughs> and it's a national radio station. So you can chuck – if you're in Ballarat or going to Warrnambool, that whole drive, you can you can have Triple J on and you're listening yep. to the hits of, of yeah. them. I don't, do you even have to change the dial on that drive? Yeah, you do. Go yeah. from 107.1 over to 105.7. That's an FM bandwidth. That's right. Yeah, you know, no, not messing around with AM. Mm. Uh, unless you're looking for local news. So if there's a bushfire or something going on in the area, you'd obviously change over to ABC Local. I used to recommend that. Any other situation, I'm listening in the car and driving back. This is this is when I was at university before I was a teacher. Yeah. Uh, uh, but now, obviously, it's mostly we, me and the wife sitting at home. We'll chuck on a stand or a Netflix and, you know, I'm happy with most things. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> Uh, 
the uh, the most important thing is fitness. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but we'll see if we'll see if that comes up in the quiz. Shall we go for question one? Here you go, Kirsty. In which general direction does the Nile flow? In which general direction does the Nile flow? Have you ever been to Egypt before, Kirsty? I've not. No. Uh, oh, I'd love to go. I've not been there, and I'm not sure about the flowing of the river. Mm. I feel like Mr. Henry would know. I know he's in education. You ever done a school trip to Egypt? No, we haven't done. We're mostly Hauqua. Yauqua yep. River yep. up uh, past Mansfield is where we usually go and we'll get the canoes going. There's mm. a big water slide, high ropes, a lot of high ropes. It's probably cheaper. It is cheaper. Mr. Henry, did Chiron ever mention which direction the Nile flows on Breakfast Radio that you no, can recall? Be, <laughs> I think I just played Aussie music, honest, didn't I? Was, to be honest, he was mostly talking about Passion Pit. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and their and their album Little Secret, you know, Little Secrets is a classic yeah. off that. Or Gypsy and the Cat. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love Gypsy and the Cat. I saw them at uh, Carova Lounge uh, in Ballarat one time. They were fantastic. Yeah, but I'd have to say, like, I've filled in on my fair share of geography classes, but I'm I would say it probably goes downriver, if anything. Yeah. So it would flow downwards. Down. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's one one option for you, Kirsty, is down. Porig, do you know which direction the Nile flows? I I think I do. I I was in the Nile once. I was on a on a ferry. Mm. We were travelling down with a bunch of friends of mine, boys and all. I say friends. We'd met just on that trip. Uh, six of us. The six of us went on that ferry. There was one of us came off at the end. A whole bunch of stories, let me tell you. Gosh. And not all of them good. Some of them good. We had some laughs. I. So you yeah, so you were the only some... one that got off that. Mm. So they so you were the one really, you were the story keeper, if you will, there, because no oh, one I else... suppose I. Mm. I. The last man. How might, how might we test the veracity of these stories then if, if you're the I only I think that it would flow north. Oh yep. Because we got on down the far south Egypt. And when we got off at the end, or I say we, the others, we were carried off. But that was definitely in the north. All right. So That's what they always say. You never trust a river running north. But dark things happen. It's important to do things with your friends uh, to build teamwork and communication skills. Oh, and the stories. Yeah, That's right. You have your, yeah, your stories. stories. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. because obviously they don't have the stories. Because um... Oh, and you've got to keep them to yourself sometimes. Right? Yeah. So they're your yeah, two no, options. Some things you do as a, as a, in your vocational career, mm. you don't want to share them around. And they're things you can look back on and say, I've learned from that. And as long as, Poigo, uh, as long as you can say, I've learned from that and I'm taking those learnings into the future, then that's a successful trip. Mm. I've had mm. a good time. What's the What's oh, the main uh, takeaway from your uh, trip with your with your old friends down Nile? Blood doesn't settle on water. <laughs> so down down or north are the two options, Kirsty. Down or north? Any or you could go your own way as well if you like. But how do you feel? Oh, look, I I think I'm going to go with Porig because I I, I feel. Like he'd really know which direction it goes in after that cursed ferry ride. Mm. So let, yeah. let's say north. The, the Nile River flows north. 
Lucky and I should say, Kirsty, it wasn't all bad. I mean, we had some sing-alongs and the food was amazing. Yep. It was just, the, just the... the five murders. <laughs> Blood doesn't settle on water as well. This was a learning as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was a definite learning for all of us, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you would have known that, uh, Mr. Henry, from filling in in chemistry. Well, that's right. That's right. Is water will actually go to the bottom of a... Uh, of a... <laughs> Of a container because it actually weighs more. Uh, Question number two: <laughs> What is the f- what is the first fruit to appear in a game of Pac-Man? What is the first fruit to appear in a game of Pac-Man? Are you much of a gamer, Kirsty? I'm not. No, I, I'm no. absolutely not. I, I deeply regret it right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to be a Candy Crush guy. I had to give it away. I was really hooked on it. Mm. It's happened to me before, like dreaming about Tetris, like where, <laughs> like just in a dream, like oh, turn it, turn it, that sort of thing. Oh yes, or the moon over the fields on the twelfth of September, nineteen sixty-one. Mm. Yeah, or basketball at Nana Wadding courts. Yeah, one of them. I think about I, that sometimes. I, so what? 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 What do you reckon is the first fruit to appear in a game of Pac-Man? Could you name any of the fruit that appeared in a game of Pac-Man? Uh, it'd be pure guess, but guess? yeah, I, I, I'm going to say that my initial gut instinct would have been to go with apple an apple, and that's based on absolutely nothing. So I'd love to hear what Mr. Henry has to say. I, yeah. I love the idea that a video game can promote fruit. I like that idea. I think mm-hmm. that's fun, but also we've got to learn if I'm playing a video game all day, am I getting my heart rate up? Am I putting in 10,000 steps today, mm. what, what am I doing to make sure that I'm prolonging the health of my life? So as a general rule, I try to stay away from video games as a rule. Having said that, mm. it was a good thing to say too. Fruits and vegetables are so important to a yep. diet. If you cut them out, so many bad things can happen to your health and your well-being. You can even become a bit grumpy, mm. you know, if you're not eating the right fruits and vegetables. So any any vegetable that this video game character's eating, I'm well and truly behind. They've, I'm flying the flag for that. It's really more of an opinion though, isn't it, than, than an answer to um, to what was the first fruit to appear yeah, in a game of Pac-Man. Half a dozen and one six of the other, I'd say. Yeah. He's right. I think if I could put in there a suggestion, mm-hmm. Kirstie is your brain trust there. But a few years ago, I went across to Belgium and they're doing all kinds of wonderful things in the world of brewing, using kind of yeast like lactobacillus and oh, that's the stuff that's going on over there. It makes you scratch your head and also want to pierce through to your own mind and just rewire it from the very core. Yeah. Wild stuff. And a couple of the fellas over there, a the couple of big breweries, I'm talking Bowen and Lervis and such, they're making these beers over there using cherries like... And they're brewing them up. And they've been say, I said, how long have you been doing this? I've never seen brewery making beer with cherries in my life. They said, we've been doing this a thousand years. I said, well, I'd like to see that. <laughs> and they said, well, we have. We got the evidence for it. I said, bring it out. And they did. They, we went down to the library. And the Belgian library system, I, let me tell you, they got a lot of money in their public service and such. Mm, right. And they, it was true. They've been brewing them a thousand years and that's why I start to think when I look at that Pac-Man fellow, a fruit comes into my mind and it's, it's that Belgian cherry, you know what I mean? 
And I start to think it could be the cherry that comes up first. Do they get much CUB over there, Carlton United Brewery uh, kind of beers? I couldn't say that I saw any of that, no. They do. They, they pretty much got the monopoly in, in Melbourne on the beers. You got your uh, Carlton's, your Foster's, mm. your Victoria Bitter. Um, yeah, but they should try and make have a run in Europe, potentially, you know. Where does CUB fit in the uh, food pyramid, Mr. Henry? That's a sometimes food, and absolutely right up the top. Uh, the pyramid goes sugary, sugary treats. That's at the top. Yeah. Yeah. And then down one. in the middle, down in the middle, you've got poultry, red meats, nuts, legumes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Coming down to the second last here, you've got fruits, vegetables. Yeah. So Pac Man can tell you about those. Yeah. <laughs> down the bottom is wheat. Just wheat. A diet should Just mostly wheat. be wheat. Yeah. Just wheat. My old mash used to make us eat a bag of wheat every day. Well, well that's a good very mum. healthy childhood, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. So, um, fruits good in it is one of the options. Um, uh, cherry, because it's been brewed for a thousand years, or you could uh, select your own option of apple. There, Kirsty. How where, where, how are you feeling? <laughs> which, one, uh... which one? Which one of those takes your fancy? <laughs> As much as I'd love to go with fruits good, um, I, I feel like that's not the actual legitimate answer. No, well, it doesn't answer the question, does it? it what doesn't. I'm looking for, though, in your answers, I'm looking for you, show the working out, <laughs> show how you got to this point. Yeah. I don't yeah. want just the answers, eh? No. I want to see, here's why I think this. Exactly. Here's why well, I'm we wouldn't We wouldn't fill point. a 50-minute podcast if it was just the answers, eh? <laughs> no, that's right. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna trust my gut on this, Mr. Henry. That's my working out. I'm gonna go with my gut instinct, and I'm gonna say the apple, based on absolutely nothing. The devil's cherry. The devil's cherry. That's right. Yes, it is. It is associated with a lot of darkness. I was oh, no. surprised you didn't pick up on that, on that early pork. I loved the darkness when you used to play it on Triple J. That was so cool. <laughs> How do you hit those high notes? It's a remarkable singer. Question number three: What is the name of the mythical castle city? Castled city where King Arthur held court. What is the name of the mythical, mythical castled city where King Arthur held court? Porig, is is that an Irish? Does King Arthur... No, he's English, isn't he? I'd never say that it was Irish. Never <laughs> in my life. Though they certainly have stolen a lot from us. They didn't steal that. Elements of it. Mm. But I actually refuse to answer this question. I know the answer. Oh, I know it. And they know that I know it. But I wouldn't give them the satisfaction of telling them that I learned their stories growing up. Uh, Mr. Henry, did you did you read King, any King Arthur novels, books? Yeah, I am a fan of uh, English history. That mm. was actually one of the uh, units that you have to study at Ballarat University when doing phys ed is English. Uh, wow. From my That's a comprehensive uh, study that you have to do to become a teacher. <laughs> Well, you, you, you laugh, but actually it actually went quite deep. You know, you read a fair few books. We read um, Generals Die in Bed, which is a story of the horrors of war. Uh, and uh, you learn actually quite a lot about the name Generals Die in Bed. That actually refers to the fact that the people in charge, they're not the ones who end up carking it on the front. You know what I mean? They'll be the first against a war and the revolution comes. That's what I always see. Well, and that's fair enough. And you can lead a horse to water. But um, 
what I would say is also one of my favourite movies that my uh, that I loved growing up was uh, Holy Grail, and they run off to Camelot, and I reckon it's Camelot would be my my go, because yeah. uh, that's that they sing that funny Knights of the Round Table song. So I reckon Camelot if if. Uh, if uh, if you go on that one, all right, Camelot, uh, a refusal to answer the question, or do you know this one yourself, Kirsty? Well, Camelot's the only King Arthur related vocabulary that I know, mm. so that was actually going to be my answer as well. And it's more Mr. like word Henry, association, isn't it? That's exactly right. And like mm. if Mister Henry reckons that as well, with his extensive background leading up to his current role in physical education, then I'm going to lock in Camelot, I think. I don't know if this helps in any way, Corin. Probably not, but we'll see. Corin in the mornings. <laughs> Corin in the mornings. But uh, when <clears throat> jo- John F. Kennedy was um, shot in the head in Dallas in the <laughs> USA. Uh-huh. I wasn't on air that day, I don't think. No, no, this is this is the sixties, Karen. You were you weren't on air for at least another fifty years or Sorry. so. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh but the uh his wife, the first lady of America at the time, Jackie O, she actually uh said a press release for a brief moment, this was Camelot. We were Camelot. And that fleeting moment is now past us. That's the film, Jackie. That's right. I watched it recently on Netflix. Mm. Okay. Uh, didn't she do a ripper job now i don't move into the art department much but as far i've had to fill in for a few drama classes here or there she is a fantastic actor she's got a fair she's got a pair of bloody pipes on her as far as acting goes and uh is everything all right there poig yeah. oh there was just somebody closing a door very loudly beside her noise what do you reckon kirsty happy with camelot yeah let's lock in camelot Okay, question number four. What is the Victorian local government minister who was sacked by the Andrews government? Name the Victorian local government minister sacked by the Andrews government earlier in June. Uh, Porig, do you get into the local politics of the state of Australia, Victoria, all that much? Very big over here. Very big. We take we take bets on it, on it, on You take bets. There's a betting market on the on the Victorian government. It's it's bigger over here than the hurling. Than the witch, sorry. I- the hurling, that is. Oh, the, the hurling. Hurling, I. I love hurling. I love hurling. I've only had a little go of that, but that looks like a lot of fun. Oh, it's. I tell you what, you you laugh until you cry. Yeah, that that's. Uh, I you know I did a fair bit of hurling at uni, but a different type, mate. <laughs> you know, the kind on Friday nights, and then you'd wake up and drive back to Warrnambool listening to Corin in the mornings. But uh, it was good times. There's yeah. Warrnambool. It sounds like a magical place. Or you can see the whales. <laughs> what about you, uh, Mr. Henry? Does the uh, Victorian local government come up in political and legal studies at school very much? Uh, the answer is Adam Somurek. Adam Somurek. There we go. <laughs> so, so, so you've got um, a long story about hurling or Adam Somurek to decide between there, Kirsty. Either of those take your fancy. <laughs> yeah, Did you know go. this one independently? <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> I should know it. I get all my news. Telling you the answer is Adam Somurek. I made 12 euros of Adam Somurek. <laughs> that was before I helped stack his branches. You know what I mean? I don't, but I appreciate the candor. Yeah. <laughs>
Adam Somirak. Oh, sure. It, look, yep. it really doesn't ring a bell. I've got no confidence in it whatsoever. But I also don't I don't know what the answer is alternatively. So let's go Adam yep. Somurek. Adam Somurek. Question number five. Porig, you're going to love this one. What is Britain's busiest railway station? Why would I love that? Well, exactly. I, I, I sort of, I was being sarcastic, I thought. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. We've got sarcasm over here. I love that. Yeah. Sorry, you didn't pick that up. Uh, Mr. Henry would be more familiar with my sarcasm. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I am aware of it. I'm. I've noticed it. There's a the, the kind of it's a you, you're very blasé, mm. and um and you were on Triple J Saturday mornings. You'd be like, oh, look, looking forward to this song. One or one point seven was it? Depends. Depends where you are. Yeah, it depends where you are, but not. It's not, a big country. Is it ever, Christ? I spent a bit of time in Central Australia doing a bit of teaching, and you know, it's you know, a long way away. Mm. Even further than Ballarat to Warrnambool, isn't it? It's- yeah, no, Ballarat to Warrnambool, you got about a three-hour drive, maybe two and a half hours on a good day, but you don't want to sit over one hundred k's because what the coppers can do is they can actually gauge you on the radar if you go over and they can driving the other way. So they don't need to be set up with the gun. They can, they can ping you driving the other way. So yeah. you do have to sit at about a hundred the whole way there. I do believe it was a question about trains. <laughs> yeah. It was, what's the busiest <laughs> railway station in Britain? Mm. Well, I couldn't answer you that. <laughs> Kirsty, have you spent much time in British railway stations? Yeah, I have, but n- not for some time. Would it be Newcastle? I reckon Newcastle, sort of a central point mm. in Britain that could sort of a bit of a distributor, if you like. Ah, yes. You don't think something in London? You don't think like one of the busy London stations? I think London would want it to be in London, and that's probably why it's not there. Aye. They'd have a chip on their shoulder about that. Mm-hmm. That's how they make these decisions. Yeah, we, my old man, he used to say, any money from London is coming around here, you nail everything into the ground. <laughs> wow. Wow, what did your father do? He was a nail maker. Wow, so that's good for him because obviously oh, it turns a bit of turnover there, a bit of product turnover. Mm, it was certainly coloured by his profession, I would say. He made mm. a lot of money selling nails to people scared of Londoners. <laughs> uh, Newcastle on offer there. Uh, Kirsty, does that, does that sound about right? Or I mean, what else you got? You've probably got Leeds, Manchester. That's probably a busy place. What's the Harry Potter one? King's Cross. Oh, I'd go that. Wow, you knew that straight away there, Porg. Are you a big Harry Potter reader? I read it in, in Gaelga and I also read it in English. And I have to say, the Gaelga version was better. It was better. The translation was better. Oh, yes. They really nailed her original vision. <laughs> was there you any... don't see the translator of Harry Potter tweeting out about themselves. No. no, no way. Well, you don't see trans anywhere, actually, in Harry Potter. So it's. No, well, no. She's, she's certainly made her a, a, a hill on that one. <laughs> Uh, what do you reckon, Kirsty? I think at this point it's kind of pick a British city uh, <laughs> more than name the busiest railway station in Britain. Uh, oh, London feels so intuitive, but um, we're King's Cross. Like, King's is Cross it, is... Are, are we drilling down that, that far or am I just giving a city name? No, King. Well, no, I think it's a railway. You have to name a railway station. So in in London, there's like Paddington, Kings Cross, um, Where are the Waterloo. From? Sorry, 
Where are the Wombats from? Liverpool. Yeah, they, I love the Wombats. <laughs> yeah. I used to play them a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's on your radio station, Kyron. Yeah. Yeah, the Wombats. Yeah, the They're Jays. a band, not the animal. We call it the Jays. The Jays. Mm. Yeah. Let's go King's Cross. King's Cross. Happy to put down King's Cross. Question number six. What is the last letter in the Greek alphabet? Porig, you've travelled the world a bit. You ever travelled to Greece in ancient times? I have, actually. It was a particularly strong Bock beer I brewed up. It's a type of German beer you have to freeze down the alcohol and then re-put it into the beer to make it extra strong. We had it up about 42%. Wow. And I drank just a tiny sip, and I woke up, and I was on the Acropolis. And Zeus was there, and we were all drinking ambrosia, and he told me that the world it was a magical place, and I believed him. Socrates was there, and we... We ate hemlock together under a hill, and together we realized that the true meaning of life is no meaning at all. <laughs> wow. And I think he said that the last letter of the alphabet, as I was fading back into my own time, yeah. I think he said it was Zeta. Zeta. Of course, we, we were doing all kinds of weird stuff, me and Socrates. So he could have just been talking out of his ass at that point. What do you mean, weird, weird stuff with Socrates? I mean, I guess he was into a bit of weird stuff, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He, he, uh, he, we had a good time, let me tell you that. Mm. But, uh, let me rest the time. An old-fashioned man, that sense. Let's just leave it at that. Socrates and I had a good time. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to ancient Greece, Mr. Henry? Uh, I haven't been to Greece, but I do. One of my favourite movies, uh, we watched it recently, actually, is The Wog Boy. Um, mm. Fantastic movie. Uh, and um, he's, a, he's a real he's a real talent, Nick Giannopoulos. Had a mm. great time watching it. There we go. Actually, so there you go, Kirsten. Part of the two- career of Vince Colosimo, actually. Yeah. A young Vince Colosimo is in that as his best mate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So you got- and that's one of the most like it, you look back and you go, "Geez, I know him, I know that guy, I know her, I know that bird." They're all these different people from different movies. They got their start there. Yeah, they did, didn't they? So uh, there you go. Of uh, course, you got two options there: Zatar or the Wog Boy, uh, as the last letter in the Greek alphabet. The Wog Boy. Mm. When are the questions about free Britney going to come up? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. about that. Um, look, I let's let's go Zatar. Because I, I, I know data. it's not the wog boy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Question number seven. Which word meaning in reality or truth is an anagram of a word that describes having asserted something to be not true? That's a tough so that's one. quite a complex question here. Which word meaning in reality or truth is an anagram of a word that describes having asserted something to be not true? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mr. Henry. Nah, this is above my pay grade, guys. I'll tell you now. I just keep me looking after the basketballs and the footies. I'll keep them pumped. You guys sort this out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it does seem poric like you have quite a knowledge of language. Uh, You know, you've you've travelled to ancient Greece and hung out with Socrates. You've uh, travelled down the Nile uh, with your friends there that final time. And, uh, you know, you've been in Belgium. Uh, oh, yes. Thousand-year-old. The France of the North. Yeah, you know, you know Gaelic as well. 
Uh, mm. So you've obviously got quite an understanding of language, and this is a indeed a language question. So which word meaning in reality or truth is an anagram of a word that describes having asserted something to be not true? I tell you what, Cain, if I could answer that, I'd probably be a millionaire. They'd be throwing money at me. They'd be saying, hey, Pork, I got a question for you about words, and I need you to mix them around your head and make other words and such. And I do it like a sort of computer on the street for them. And I'd, they'd pay me with coins, and I'd make a fortune, I'd say. Mm. I, what kind of party trick is that? Fancy jumbling a word around. An anagram, you say. Well, another way of approaching this, I guess, is to, um, to just to guess a word that means truth and then mm. uh, <laughs> and hope that it happens to be an anagram of something that uh, means to be not true. That's a good one. What about veracity? Veracity, that's a good word, isn't it? You mix all those letters around and it might spell Malvolo or something. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, we'd have to. It would take too long to test the veracity of that claim. Ah, oh, let's see what you did there, Kyron. Do you feel um, sort of connected to veracity, to truth, Porig? Is that something that you, uh, in your own life, strive towards? Second question: Are those? You have to excuse me. There's some sirens. Well, I hope not. It's probably out making sure people are wearing their masks, which is an important thing to do at the moment when you do go out to pick up the milk or the bread. Mm. You do need to chuck that mask on when you can. Oh, yes. I try and wear a mask all the time. Yeah, but I feel like you're talking potentially about a metaphorical one, potentially. Is that fair? A little of both. Sometimes I'm hiding myself behind a veneer of a character, so to speak. And the rest of the time, I'm wearing an old potato sack. (laughs) Two holes cut it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. I wear that one mostly at night. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah, which may be right. related to the police. Okay. Yeah, right. Call so, a horse a horse and call a pig a pig, but never the two will run around and live inside a brig. <laughs> wow. Wow. Not heard that That's, saying before. Yeah. That's a new one for me. Uh, Mr. Henry, do you want to offer any uh, truth words to veracity? Yeah, mate, I opt out. I'll, I'll put my hand up and say above my pay grade. Uh, but, um, yeah, veracity sounds like a big word to me, mate. Lots of words and lots of letters in there. So uh, let's go verassos. Verassos. <laughs> okay, so veracity and verassos are the unfortunately the only two offers up to you, Kirsty, for... Um, uh, a word meaning in reality or truth, which uh, if you spell it a different way, could mean asserting something to be not true. Do you have any other ideas? Or... Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was racking my brain so hard then during Porig's little limerick journey yep. <laughs> and I've got nothing journey. I know it's not veracity uh, oh, let's well if you assert something to not be true you would uh, deny it I would say yeah yened could yened mean truth <laughs> yened yeah um, can we lock in yened Yenard. Okay, I'll put Yenard. Question number eight. Which football team has won the most UEFA oh, Champions League European Cup titles? Oh, no. Mr. Henry will be all over this. 
Sorry, I wasn't listening properly. I was too excited about already knowing the answer. What is the question again? <laughs> Which football team has won the most UEFA Champions League titles? That's the European Cup. It's got to be Liverpool. Yeah, like... <sighs> It's all, it, if it was it, AFL, I'd have it in a second. Yeah. Oh, sorry. When I said football, you thought, ah, uh, you thought it was going to be AFL. Yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I know straight away it's Liverpool, um, which coincidentally is also the only team I know. Yeah, but I'm sure it's that one. All right. Well. They don't use their hands at all, do they, Kirsty? No, no hands are allowed unless you're the goalkeeper, Mister Henry. That's right. Goalkeepers can use their hands to block out the ball. Yeah. Um, but if you're a normal player, then unfortunately you're not allowed to use your hands at any juncture. No, nah, no hands at all. That's correct. Do you teach soccer? We do it as a component uh, with the uh, sevens and eights at the start of the year. And if we get a team up, if there's a year level that needs, say there's 10 kids who say, Mr. Mr. Henry, I want to play soccer. Mm. And we'll put a team together and, you, and we'll, we'll contest. But uh, at Viewbank, we actually don't have that many kids putting their hand up and saying, Mr. Henry, I'd like to play soccer. They're more into the AFL, cricket, uh, hockey yep. uh, uh, are our main sports. But that doesn't mean that there's uh, not a career for you in that sport if you are interested in it. Because <laughs> there's pathways through the Trobe Uni, pathways through other elements of uh, AIS, mm. the Australian Institute of Sport. They can get you up. We've got Harry Kill. You've got Mark Baduka. You've got others. Going to cut you off there because we are running out of time. Porig, uh, <laughs> do you know which football team has won the most UEFA Champions League titles? I couldn't tell you. No. You're more. Do you I play t- Gaelic football? I've dabbled myself. I, but I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you a single champion. Just not even just not not restricted to football. You just couldn't name a champion. Yeah, a lot of my life is a blur, I have to be honest with you, Kyron. Neither of them could offer anything for you there, Kirsty. That's um, well, absolutely no help whatsoever. Well, we better lock in uh, Real Madrid then. Real Madrid. I just realised I know that one as well, so sorry to name say, gone drop. A, gone a completely different way from Liverpool there. I have. Liverpool probably isn't in the European Cup, are they? No. I, probably not I, in the Champions. I had an instinct about that as well, and I thought, yeah. oh, I better deviate. Two questions left. Question number nine. The Gulfstream G700 is a type of what? Car race. Car race, you reckon? Porig, you ever been stuck in the Gulfstream G700? I'd, I, I wouldn't hope that I ever had been because I think it could be some kind of military aircraft. Mm. Now, that's just from a man who is convinced that at any point in time we could be going into another world war. Yeah, and now I tend to any word that I don't know, I tend to assume is some kind of military talk, yeah. and so for that particular word, the thing that comes to my mind is that that could be some kind of military aircraft, possibly waiting to strike at any moment. I know it to be a plane, and it's not a Qantas plane or a Virgin Australia plane or even a Jetstar plane off the Thailand. It is a plane. It is a plane. I have seen that in Herald Sun. There you go. So we've got two very strong answers there, Kirsty. That it's a plane. Yeah, Porig had already gotten me on board with it, and then yep. Mr. Henry, having seen it in the Herald Sun, let's lock it in. All right, we'll lock in plane. Question number ten: Which Academy Award-winning actress was born Vivian Mary Hartley? You come across Vivian Mary Hartley in your time travels, Porig? I can't say that I have. Mm. Now, that's a name that would stick out when one is time-travelling. 
Yeah. Well, you find that the world, space, time, it blurs, but names, faces, they try to stick out at you. Aye. Perhaps I knew her as her stage name, but I wouldn't know. Perhaps. Vivian. Vivian Mary Vivian. Hartley. If it's any help to you, Kirsty, the name Vivian makes me think of a beach, and a beach is cobbled with stones, and all the stones are smooth, black, and in amongst the stones, there's a tiny green stone, and you can see that stone, and in it you know there's a hope, a future, and you reach for the stone, and the water comes in over the beach, and it sucks that stone away. That is actually oh, oddly nice. helpful. Is it? Mm. So what do you reckon, Meryl Streep? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meryl Streep is who's on my mind. <laughs> Meryl Streep, what about you very quickly, Mr. Henry? Any, any thoughts? Trying to think. I'm trying to think of someone who is a bit Vivian Lee, you know what I mean? Someone who's a bit Vivian Lee. Yeah. You know? Who is Viv- who has got a vibe of being a bit Vivian Lee? Mm. I reckon just put down something Vivian Lee. Something Vivian Lee. Something you know, Vivian kind of like. Lee. Yeah, right. Does that uh, blatant uh, clue <laughs> offer any assistance to you, Kirsty? My character wouldn't know that answer. So he's, <laughs> this, this kind of guy sort of... What do you mean your character, Mr. Henry? Well, I'm being played by Broden Kelly, who is a, a, a comedic actor from Melbourne. Oh. But I'm... John Lifto, John Lifty yes. Henry, yes, Henry, right. Henry Lifto. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that. No, but the actor playing you right now would. The actor is pushing through, sort of fighting. Poiggy, yeah. you'd know about this. Someone's stuck inside me, fighting to communicate. Oh, that's why you got to chew. Yeah, you got to chew him up. The man behind the mask. Gee, gee, I hope Broden manages to push on through. Then we could yeah. really use him right now. <laughs> I don't. I, I couldn't say. Any any thoughts, Kirsty? <laughs> um, Mr. Henry's just solidified my commitment to Meryl Streep. Okay, we'll lock in <laughs> Meryl Streep. Let's go and have a look at the answers. How do we reckon we did, uh, Porrick? What do you reckon? I'd be surprised if we didn't get ten. Ten, <laughs> ten. It is often that the brains trust think we get ten out of ten. Uh, Mr. Henry, are you as optimistic? Well, here's what I want to say about the scoreboard. Okay. Scoreboard is one indicator of how you've gone. <laughs> but also, what did I learn today? What am I going to take into the next match of the things that I'd mm. like to talk about? Yeah, just looking for a score, though, actually. Oh, high sevens. High sevens. <laughs> <laughs> high, high sevens. Kirsty, how do you how do you feel? What do you, what do you reckon? Uh, I'll be chuffed if we get two at this point, I think. Get two. Well, let's have a look at the answers. Question number one was, in which general direction does the Nile flow? Uh, you stayed away from down and said north. The answer was north. Question number two, uh, you said apple was the first fruit to appear in a game of Pac-Man. Perhaps could listen to the Belgian beer story closer because it was indeed cherry. Question number three, what is the name of a mythical castled city where King Arthur held court? You said Camelot and the answer was Camelot. Yeah. Question number four was name the Victorian local government minister who was <laughs> sacked by the Andrews government earlier this month. You said Adam Somurek. <laughs> the answer was Adam Somurek. Yay! That's 12 euros well spent. Question number five, <laughs> what is Britain's busiest railway station? You said King's Cross, but the answer was London Waterloo. Wow. Well, gee, if I had a penny for every time I heard those two <laughs> words together. London Waterloo. Mm. Question number six was, what is the last letter in the Greek alphabet? 
Uh, you only knew uh, Omega and Gamma and Beta, but luckily... Porig had uh, actually been to ancient Greece, hung out with Socrates and knew that it was Zatar. Unfortunately, the answer is Omega. Well, I'll be. That bastard Socrates, he lied to me, he used me. Question number seven. Uh, which word meaning in reality or truth is an anagram of a word that describes having asserted something to be not true? You said Yaneds. The answer was indeed. <laughs> it's an anagram of denied. Oh. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, question number eight: Which football team has won the most UEFA Champions League titles? You said Real Madrid, and the answer is Real Madrid. What again? Question nine: The Gulfstream G seven hundred is a type of what? You said jet aircraft, and the answer was jet aircraft. Yeah, good job, Brains Trust. Well done. And question ten: Which Academy Award winning actress was born Vivian Mary Hartley? Mr. Henry thought it might be something Vivian Lee. You said Meryl Streep. The answer was Vivian Lee. <laughs> Totaling one, go. two, three, four, five out of ten, fifty percent straight down the middle. Not bad. Yeah, and you are not your ATAR. That's the important thing. Uh, Mr. John Henry Lifto, I hope that uh, the students uh, who listen to me these days aren't your kids, or else we've rather given away your name there. Yeah, we'll um, be right, mate. Cheers, mate. But uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, do, uh, do you follow the work of Auntie Donna at all, or Broden Kelly more specifically? No. No. <laughs> No. No, firm no. Uh, I don't know why you would. Uh, Porigo Feel, thank you for joining us. Uh, That's a pleasure. Offering your assistance. Um, do you know Carlo Ricci? He's I've a... known him, yes. Oh, yeah. Was he on the? Was he on that trip down the Nile with you? I couldn't say. Those names, they're all strictly locked away in my head and a tiny case that is slowly floating north, I imagine. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and uh, Kirsty Rebeck, thank you so much. Congratulations on five out of ten. I'm chuffed. Good on your brains, uh, trust. Thanks for your help. Thanks, you, Kirsty. Um, where can people where can people catch your quiz? Is it on YouTube? Yeah, it's on it's on my YouTube channel. It's plastered all over my socials, which are at Kirsty Weebeck. So, yeah, get into it. I'm way better at hosting than I am participating. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's why it's quizzical. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Goodbye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.